Hello and welcome to the Fierce Life Podcast with me, your host, Conceda Thomas. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about ways that we can stop checking out, reconnect with our body for better results and wellness overall. And I'm super excited to have a guest, my friend Jennifer Sterling of the Black Girl Healing Project here with me to talk about this. It's going to be a good one. You probably want to grab pen and paper for this one. Go ahead and jam out to the show tunes and then meet me on the other side of the music. Welcome to The Fierce Life, presented by Conceda Thomas. This podcast is designed to give you the food and fitness strategies, tools, and inspiration that you need to create sustainable results without making the process a second job. You will save the mental and emotional energy that's normally drained by this process and instead use that energy to live your most fierce life. Welcome back. This is episode 68 of the Fierce Life Podcast. I'm here with Jennifer Sterling of the Black Girl Healing Project, and she's going to help us all today, you fierce friends, not just, not just you, me too. She's going to help us all stop checking out so much, reconnect to our body, how we're feeling, why we're making the choices that we're making, hopefully, so that we can make beneficial choices that will lead us to feeling and looking and just living the way that we most desire. So Jennifer, thank you so much for agreeing to be here today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So Jennifer, tell my fierce friends, I already adore your stuff. I follow you on Instagram a little bit like a stalker. And um, <laughs> I already think you're wonderful. I had the pleasure of meeting you back in New York. Woo, woo, in April. Yeah, that was fun. And I knew then you were cool. And I knew you were on to something. But when I started following you on IG, I was like, man, this woman is so, so sharp. So tell my fierce friends, what is it that you do, Jennifer? I am a holistic nutritionist. Um, focusing mostly on emotional eating and eating disorders. And I'm also a registered dance movement psychotherapist. And what that is, is essentially like talk therapy, but using the body. That's really cool. So I'm going to ask this question. I stalked you on IG, but I don't know the answer to this question. Um, So do your clients or patients actually dance in their sessions? (laughs) (laughs) girls gotta know don't laugh at me (laughs) yeah no and it's it's a good question it's actually a really common question so it's dance movement therapy but it's not specific to people who are trained dancers because movement can be anything Um, and so in a session movement could be something really small like you know focusing on breath and breathing it could be moving your fingers or moving your toes And if there's somebody that wants to really kind of express themselves in really big ways, then we can do that too. But it's not typically like choreography. It's more just like what organically comes from the experience that you're trying to move through or whatever sensations or feelings or emotions are are happening in your body. Wow. Okay. That's really cool. I jumped the gun a little bit. Let's get back to like the beginning and the problem, if you will, that we're trying to solve and why it is that we would need or want the assistance of a dance movement therapist in the first place. So one of the things that I've noticed as a coach, and I shared with you before we started recording, almost like almost like a responsibility as a coach, which may be misplaced, you may correct me on this one, is that I feel like I'm often trying to 
help my clients stay checked in, just not check out. Because I know that a lot of times since we, we're not doing like crazy diets and crazy exercise and things like that, just lifestyle stuff, that they really can get to where they want to get. They really can feel great. They really can get consistent. All the things that they tell me they want to get if they just don't check out. And, um, but I'll admit like checking out is something that all of us, myself included, um, tend to do at times, some of us more than others. So can you talk to us a little bit about in your professional experience, why that is and what that's all about and just how we get to a place that we, we just check out? Yeah, I think it's pretty common. I mean, we don't live in a, in a society where being tuned in is necessarily the most acceptable place to be. We're taught a lot of times that like every solution that you need is outside of yourself. Um, <laughs> and so we're looking outside, we're looking for the job, we're looking for the house, we're looking for the car, we're looking for the, the soulmate. And so all of that stuff leads us outside. Um, even looking at, you know, trying to create, you know, this, this diet or this lifestyle that works, where are those messages coming from? A lot of times they're coming from outside. They're not, may not even be things that we actually want ourselves, but things that we feel like we should have or should be doing because that's what society at large says that we need to do. And so in that process of always looking outside of ourselves, it's really easy to forget that we have our bodies and we have our feelings and we have our own thoughts and, and all of those things. Um, and it's also uncomfortable at times to be connected. Um, and when I say to be connected, I mean being connected to your body. Um, it can be really uncomfortable to feel things and not necessarily have the time and space to deal with them or to know how to deal with them. And so that's really one of the reasons why I think dance movement therapy can be so beneficial is because it brings you home to yourself. That you stop kind of looking outside of yourself for solutions and really kind of turn inward to move through some of those difficult emotions and, and really process experiences on a body level because that's typically the first place where we where we feel those experiences and then we kind of rationalize things in our brains but the initial feeling the initial response the initial disruption registered in your body before it even got to your brain you bring up a really com uh, comfortable no <laughs> we're talking about comfortable <laughs> being com i'm comfortable with it's not a comfortable point <laughs> you bring up a very good point <laughs> oh, you fierce friends, you know I don't edit. So listen, just get out your coffee, your wine, whatever you do, enjoy this conversation because it's going down. Um, about the fact that a lot of times we, first of all, being tuned in is not necessarily celebrated or something that's popular or even common in our society in general, but also that sometimes we if we are tuned in, even for a moment and things come up, we don't have time or just the wherewithal, sometimes the willingness to deal with those things. Um, but when we don't, they, they don't go away, right? Like they just keep coming up. So like, how, how, do we, how do we get to a place where we're able to feel and process and deal with? Because not doing so, I mean, we're just stuck. How do we get unstuck? 
Yeah, so it takes a little bit of intentional planning. Um, if you have a really busy life and you know that you don't have the time in your day to day to process and work through those things because they don't go away, they're just going to keep coming back and you keep repeating cycles. So if you don't have the time, then it's, it kind of becomes a responsibility if you want to actually work through those things to set aside the time which is, you know, time with a therapist or some time alone to write or color or, you know, whatever works for you. Um, but to really be intentional about taking that time to work through anything that came up for you. So you don't keep repeating those same things over and over again. Wow. Okay. So basically you're telling me that we don't have the option. <laughs> well, I mean, we do, but if we want, if we want solutions, we always have options, right? But if we want solutions, if we want to move forward with what we say we want to move forward with, like there's no way around addressing what is coming up for us and staying checked out isn't helping us. So like, what are some ways that we can reconnect? I know you mentioned the therapist, and um, I know, you know, a lot of us, well, some of us, a lot, that's becoming increasingly more acceptable, right? Socially acceptable is not so taboo. It's not so hush hush anymore. Like okay. people literally talk about, oh yeah, my therapist said. So that's mm -hmm. something that we're embracing more and more. Um, and you mentioned like what, like how do, how do we like begin the process? I know you said that it starts with a commitment. So say that we're, we're tired of repeating the same patterns and we're committed, like where do we even start? Yeah, so once you're aware, awareness I think is actually the first step. Um, I'm aware that I have this problem. I keep repeating the same situation over and over in my life. I'm really interested in shifting it and doing things differently. And from that place, it's carving, kind of really checking in with yourself, which is what this whole conversation is about, really kind of having that conversation with yourself and saying, how, how can I work through this? What is the most, the smallest, most doable step? And for some people, that looks like booking an appointment with a therapist or booking an appointment with a life coach or booking an appointment with a nutritionist or, you know, carving out time to really create change. And then from there, it really is taking the smallest, most doable step toward change. But the awareness and the willingness have to come first. And not everybody is going to gel with dance movement therapy. Not everybody's comfortable expressing themselves through their bodies. But there's also, you know, art therapy and music therapy. There's talk therapy. Um, some people just journal. Some people just listen to music. Um, whatever works for you to help you really sort through what's going on in your life is what I would recommend. And it, there's no, you know, one size fits all answer to that. I love it. A girl after my own heart, her answer is it depends. <laughs> 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 one of the above, depending on, I love it. Right. That's why we click. Okay. So I want to go back to something that you said earlier, which um, was really good, which is um, whose thoughts are these anyway? Like, whose goals are these anyway? So um, obviously I'm a coach that I help women with weight loss and getting, getting it off, getting it to stay off, but you know, in ways that are not obsessive and in ways that can really fit in their lives instead of disturbing their lives. But you brought us back to, okay, do you really want to lose weight? <laughs> Why do you want to lose weight? Whose idea was this anyway? 
what, if any, um, role do you feel like the diet culture, I'll call it, um, or just mainstream fitness, like the way we've approached fitness for so long, how do you think, if at all, that contributes to this whole checking out that a lot of us tend to do? Yeah, I mean, any conversation about weight loss has to include diet culture. I mean, if there was no diet culture, we wouldn't be so fixated on wanting to lose weight. Um, and so I think it plays a huge part. It sets the, it's kind of created a standard of beauty um, and a standard of beauty that doesn't always suit all of our bodies, um, which is something I see a lot working with eating disorders um, that a lot of the women I work with are very affected um, by diet culture and what the, the standards of beauty are. And so that disconnects us immediately from our bodies because we're looking outside. This is what I'm supposed to look like. I should lose weight because I'm supposed to look a certain way. Um, and everything about diet culture is outside of ourselves, right? So it's tell me what to eat. Tell me how to move. Um, tell me what workout clothes I need to be wearing so that I fit into the world. Um, and as opposed to just looking at our bodies and, and really kind of understanding that we can't always fit into a box. None, we don't always fit into a box and that there is no one right body. We're all, we all have different bodies. We're all meant to be different sizes. Um, and as you're going through, even going through that process of weight loss, checking in and saying, do is this actually like nourishing me? Or am I in this place where I'm constantly depriving myself? Diet culture is deprivation in so many ways. We're depriving ourselves of really being connected to our own truth. Um, and that's truth in what we should be eating for ourselves. That's truth in the way that we should dress and the way that we should look and the way that we should feel. Um, we disconnect on so many levels because that dictates everything about our lives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, obviously I agree on that one. So let me ask you this one because and this one can be controversial. Like I, they say you're never supposed to answer ask a question that you don't know the answer to, but I'm going to go there anyway, just because this is so fun and this is a podcast. Like, why not? So do you think that weight loss or weight loss in general, like weight loss goals in general are inherently bad? Like we've all been duped and like, there's never a real reason to go after weight loss. I, Oh, that's a, that's a question. Um. That's a hard one, right? Um, I, do you want to plead the fifth on that one? No, <laughs> you can I mean, answer me like a little. You can give me your opinion, <laughs> the opinion you want to share. <laughs> I think it's a. I think it's a good question to ask, and I, you know, I think the question, the answer that people kind of expect me to give as a nutritionist is that, you know, you should lose weight because losing weight is is how we stay healthy, or you know, we should all, you know be within a certain range on the BMI chart. Um, but scientifically speaking, the BMI chart has been proven to be, you know, a complete farce. And so in my work, yeah. that's not, I don't focus on weight loss. Um, I don't think that focusing on weight loss is always the most sustainable option for people. 
um, because a lot of what happens with weight loss is this cycle of restriction deprivation, which then biologically leads to binge eating behaviors. Um, yeah. And that's just a survival mechanism. Your body registers deprivation, whether it's real or perceived, as, as starvation. And so then when there is food around or whatever food it is that you've been denying yourself, then you're going to go into that binge eating behavior. So weight loss that's rooted in that cycle, um, I think is inherently bad. If you are eating in a way that's really nourishing to your body, um, and I tend to follow somewhat of an intuitive eating model where you're really aware of what you're craving and your hunger and you know what satisfies you and all of that if you naturally lose weight in that process it's a little bit different than going through that cycle of of deprivation um and i think you know your your normal weight range or your set point weight range is you know something where that you can naturally that your body naturally the weight that your body naturally settles into when you're not doing anything extreme and so if you fall into that place from, you know, eating more intuitively and really focusing on nourishing your body, and it, it happens somewhat naturally, then I, I, like I said, I think that's a very different thing than the, the dieting, diet-focused weight loss. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That dangerous. That was, that was, <laughs> you are good, girl. Even better than, even better now. <laughs> I think now that I, now that I heard your answer, I'm like, oh, I kind of think I did know that she would say that. But I went out on a limb there. I'm like, yeah, so I hope people lose weight. You think that's bad? But anyway. <laughs> it's like inviting you to my house and being like, I have a great couch. Do you think great couches are stupid? Oh, wow. Because I sit with a great couch. <laughs> no, I, to, for the record, I totally agree with you. I, yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think ultimately the goal is to eat and move in a way that makes you feel good. And I think that for most of us following a typical American like eating style that will lead to weight loss. But some of us, I mean, some of us, yeah, some of us know some of us, it may lead to weight gain and, and needed weight gain, but yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, so. I mean, we all have, we all have different needs. And so it's, it's then finding what you need for your body and I'm, yep. I fully support, you know, choice. And so if, if it's someone's choice to go to in that direction, then that's totally fine. Um, but having, I, I think my opinion comes from really seeing like how diet culture can negatively affect um, the way we view our bodies. Yeah. Cause you get to see like the, the underbelly, the backside, the dark alley, if you will, of the whole industry, right? After we've been right. chewed up and spit out by it, then we end up in your office and you're like, uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, this was awesome. Okay, so just for a recap, um, guys, we have been talking to Jennifer Sterling and she is talking to us about how to stop checking out, how to reconnect with our bodies to get the results we desire. And she actually even, you know, pulls our coats out a little bit to examine whether or not the results we say we desire are truly our our desires and why. Um, so Jennifer, this has been a great, great interview. She also got fierce friends. She gave us practical tips of how to begin to check in with our body. I hope that you 
caught that. She talked about being aware and then taking the simplest like possible step that you're willing to take to get connected and stay connected. So that said, Jennifer, if my fierce friends want to connect with you, um, follow you like I do, like where can they find you beyond this interview? Yeah, I am on social media, um, the Black Girl Healing Project. All the um, handles on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are at BGH Project. Um, you can also find me at theblackgirlhealingproject.com, and there you can see you know, our online courses, and I have a moving meditation album if anybody's interested in kind of exploring a little bit more about um, dance movement therapy. And you can also find that at theblackgirlhealingproject.com. All right. Well, thank you so much. So fierce friends, you know, around here, we always say that after you learn something, you have to do something. So uh, your fierce follow-up for today is to think about what you learned in this interview and then decide if you have been struggling with checking out when you really desire to check in to take that, identify and take that simplest next step to move you in the direction of reconnecting and checking in with yourself. If you enjoyed this podcast, maybe you want to listen to it again, um, get the links to Jennifer's sites. You can do that over on the show notes page, which is concedathomas.com slash EP68 as an ep. 68. Don't forget to share this episode out on social or share it with a friend. And then finally, on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this episode, remember to subscribe to the show so that you'll be notified when the next episode goes live. That's all I have for you today, Fierce Friends. Until next time, stay fierce. You're ready to master your motivation, keep your head in the game, and get the results that you deserve. And I have just the thing to help you boost your mood and wrap yourself in motivation every single day. Visit the Conceda Thomas Apparel Shop today to get your motivational tanks, tees, and mugs. Be sure to use the promo code FIERCEFRIEND for a discount on your first order of $25 or more. You can visit the shop at ConcedaThomas.com slash apparel. Are you sick and tired of starting over when it comes to your healthy eating? Have all your failed attempts got you wondering why you can't seem to stick to anything long enough to get results and definitely not to keep results? Listen, it's not you. It's the diet. Giving up your favorite dishes just to lose weight doesn't last. And force feeding yourself food that isn't even culturally familiar just because some guru said it would help you get results is a setup for failure. When you are ready to get real results eating the foods that you already love, it's time to schedule your eating audit. Let me help you discover the tiny tweaks you need to make to get results from the foods you already eat every day. No more diets, no more falling off the wagon, just real lasting results with food you're actually going to be happy to eat after you reach your goal. Schedule your eating audit today at concedathomas.com audit. Hurry up, our introductory promo rate won't last forever, so schedule your audit now. If you've been wishing for fitness wear that was so comfortable that you would never want to take it off, yet fashionable enough to actually wear out for a night on the town, then you've got to check out my friends and sponsor Blessed Body Wear. Guys, they've got the goods. Once you try their squat pants, no other pants will do. I promise you, they're my absolute favorite. Visit blessedbodywear.com today 
and use promo code NOFUSS, N-O-F-U-S-S, to save on your order. 